The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Games, your Wednesday, August 27th edition. We got a four-game early, 11-game main slate on the agenda today. Uh, four games a little better than the three and twos that I hate, but with these rosters, I'm going to make like one lineup and get out of town. We'll briefly go over that, then we'll dig into the 11-game as always. Your weather... It could change, but right now the only major things is the the Cardinals-Cubs game in St. Louis. Wind blowing in pretty good from left-left center. Same with Minnesota at Cleveland. Blowing in pretty good from left and left center, so keep an eye on that. Your totals on the day on your day slate. Astros at Rangers. Nice day game in the nice warm Texas air. Total of 10. Marlins-Rockies, 11.5. Mariners-A's, 9.5. So there you go. Three totals. 9.5 for better. Then you have Giants at D-backs. We're waiting on the total because originally it was going to be Granky. He got scratched. We're going to see this a lot the rest of the year. Either scratches or small starts from guys. So just buyer beware. It might be better to take a lot of gambles elsewhere. But uh, it's supposed to be Granky. You're going to get uh, Shipley. Shipley is going to be coming up out of the bullpen. So small start there. Then bullpen action. First Jeff Samar. Just waiting on a total there. Your night slate, Orioles at Pirates, 9. Rays at Yankees, 8.5. Nationals at Phillies, 9. We're waiting on the Cubs-Cardinals total. Braves-Mets, 9. We're waiting on the Twins-Indians total. As Danny Salazar is going to come in. He pitched like two and two-thirds last time. They want to get him a little more you know, acclimated to get ready for the postseason. Maybe a long relief role for him. Blue Jays-Red Sox, 9.5. Reds-Brewers, 9.5. Angels-White Sox waiting on that one. As they've done some flippy floppy there. Tigers, Royals, nine and a half. And then Padres, Dodgers waiting on that total as well. Yeah, lots of fun stuff here with these the high, high totals. And we're waiting to find out which games that should be pretty high totals. So, as of what we have so far, there's nothing below. There's one, eight and a half. Everything's nine or above. And the ones we're waiting for out of the, let's see, one, two, three, the four in the evening slate, I'd say at least three will be nine or more. So, yeah. The Dodgers one might be a little lower because respect for Rich Hill. On your day slate, I'm not going to go super deep like I go in on the other ones, but you're looking at basically 
Verlander's 13-6 at Texas. Yes, big big uh, hitting environment. But Verlander's second half numbers, absolutely ridiculous. And it's been a trend in his career. He's been this way. Since coming over to the Astros in ERA, I believe below one. He's been just nuts. Texas strikes out a ton, so it allows him to give up a run or two if he has to. He's by far and away the best pitcher on the slate. If you don't want to pay up, you don't have to, but there's not much to like. You could look at a guy like John Gray for 8000 in Coors on a small slate. You could justify it. We had Tyler Anderson yesterday on a big slate. He was outstanding. Um, John Gray is very, very good at home. Do you want to play the Coors game at 8 k It's different than Tyler Anderson at 63, I believe he was. Then you look at guys like Jeff Samars at 71 at Arizona. Samars has actually been much better strikeout-wise, point production-wise on the road than at home. D-backs might run out a little weaker offense as they're getting ready for the season, so keep an eye on that. And then Mike, uh, my punt kind of contrarian play today be Kendall Graveman of the Athletics. 6800 bucks versus the Mariners. The Mariners are never fun to go up against because they have that lineup that can blow up at any moment. But uh, Graveman's been very, very good his last you know, two, three starts maybe. Looking a lot more like the Graveman that started out the year. The velocity's back up. The movement on his pitch is getting some more swing and strikes. Uh, good ballpark to pitch in. The games are a little more lively usually during the game in Oakland, but not always. But uh, Graveman would be my little guy. The one lineup I made last night was Verlander and Graveman, and it allowed you for tons of bats. When you're looking at the bats, uh, you're definitely looking in the Coors, and you can get Rockies really, really cheap. You can get Story for like 39 You can get Desmond. I can't remember his price, but you can get uh, Mark Reynolds for like 37 uh, you get Lucroy for 32, Aaron Arnold's like 55, but that's fine. Because I'm mentioning all these right-handed bats because you're facing Adam Conley, a left-handed pitcher in the Marlins that does give up some loud contact, really loud contact. So you can definitely get your, your Rockies in there, and some are very, very well-priced. Rangers and Astros game. Astros are a great target. Nick Martinez loves giving up the long ball for Texas. But they'll be expensive. Still, you can do it. You could go Verlander, or I mean, Samarja Graveman, which I might make one now that I'm talking about it. You can get some Houston Astros in your exposure. You get a little Texas Rangers if you're feeling it over Verlander, but I'm not aiming to target him. Uh, the Mariners A's game, you know, lefties versus Rosso Ramirez, what you're looking at. Too bad Matt Olson's likely out for the year with his hamstring injury. He'd be a great option there. And then your Giants D backs, that's your other game with Shipley making the start in the bullpen. This is a game, and I. I when I mention them, it's because I have a weird feeling it's it's worked way more than it has. The Giants are in play today. Definitely in play today. They've actually hit well like the last week or so, especially these last few games in, in uh, Arizona. And you're going up against Shipley. You can get some nice left-handed bats really cheap, like Panics 34, Crawford's cheap, Jarrett Parker's 2600 bucks. Pence is crushing it. He's 37. Span's 37. Posey was low or high threes. The whole lineup's cheap. You can get Pablo cheap if you want. See how the lineup constructs, but I love Parker at 26 because he's got power upside. Um, Panic's been swinging a really, really good bat. Crawford, not bad. Pence is on fire. I know it's righty-righty, but Pence is crushing everything right now, which is great to see, and Span swinging it well. Those are options, cheaper options to help build around some better pitching or getting better bats, however you want to do it. So those are your angles on your day slate as ever you feel to attack that action with that being said let's jump in to the 11 game main slate of action and start with your pitcher your high priced arm tonight is Luis Severino at 12-4 no problem with Luis Tampa Bay strikes out a ton 
he had a very, very rocky outing his last time out. His start got pushed back a couple because he got hit in the shoulder in batting practice. Everything's supposed to be good to go. Um, they're still fighting for playoffs that they're in, but it's a matter of do they get the wild card or the uh, AL East. Most likely the wild card. But um, Severino's in play. I'm going to probably go well, so I'm going to look at Rich Hill at 11-1. Rich Hill has been really, really good. And as many of you know, if you've listened long enough, I've been a Rich Hill hater for quite some time because he's proven me right. And now I've kind of slowly teetered back on to the let's use Rich Hill once in a while bandwagon. And he's been great. 29-3, 25-5. got a 13-1 in, uh, against Colorado. 25-7. We seem to avoid him when it matters the most. And he's at home against the Padres. Phenomenal matchup. Faced him three times this year in 18 innings of work. Only three earned runs and 25 strikeouts. And that right there shows you Rich Hill. 18 innings and three starts. Basically six innings to start. That's what Rich Hill does. He's going to get you anywhere from like 90 to 100 pitches. A couple times 88, 87. Even in those 87s, 25.7. He's a big strikeout guy. Nine, seven, nine, and three of his last four where he got you 25 or more DraftKings points. We know the Padres strike out a ton. Talking 25.1% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Rich Hill striking out over 29% of the batters he's facing. The Padres, by far and away, have the... Oh, wow. that's an, Oh, we don't have their total yet. That's why. But um, by far and away, struggle against left-handed pitching. They do have some power. A nice of 160, which is nice, but the Woba's not there. Like, you know, Renfro, he ran into one last night off of Alex Wood. He had Villanueva put one barely over the right field fence. They have options like we talk about all the time, but Rich Hill... Very good spot. If you're paying up tonight, I'm going Rich Hill at 11-1. Severino, I don't mind. There's just a lot of question marks. And the way rosters are built right now with bigger bullpens and all that kind of stuff, I'm just, I tread lightly right now, very lightly. So Rich Hill's my guy up top. Severino, if you want to, no biggie. When you drop down, looking at a guy like Tanner Rourke at 9500 bucks at the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, the ballpark's always terrifying, and the Phillies have some nice young bats. But Tanner Rourke has been pitching great of late and we've been using him of late when he's when he's on you take him he's a streaky streaky guy uh 20.2 his last start against the phillies six innings seven hits three earned six k's uh 29-6 at milwaukee 26-5 22-6 so that is five of his last six starts of 20 or more drafting points the one he didn't get he got 18.7 He's been very, very good. He's actually been better on the road than at home, facing a Phillies team that does strike out quite a bit. Almost 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Ground ball rate over 48%. Phillies team totals 4-2-1, second lowest at the moment. We're waiting on a lot of totals. Lefties do it 354, righties 254. So there's options in that Phillies lineup if you want to fade Rourke, but Tanner is in play for me at 95. I like him quite a bit. So he's in that 8-9 range by himself for me. When you drop down, if you want to save some cash, a guy I like a ton is Garrett Richards at $7,900. This guy wants a heralded, heralded pitcher. I've Long-term fantasy articles I've wrote. He's been a guy I've been on for a long time. Just can't stay healthy. He's been back for four starts now. Four starts. The first start was, you know, a 52-pitch outing. Kind of get his feet. He went 63, 74. Last time out, 85 pitches. We're going to be closer to 95 to 100 now, back to normals. Last start, six innings. One hit, no earned, six Ks at the Houston Astros for 24.3 points. 
He went five innings in both the previous starts, two earned and one earned. The strikeouts are there, seven his last, or six and seven his last two. Basically 20 or more points his last two starts at Houston versus Texas. He even had 15 points in five innings versus Houston at home. Been very, very good at 7900 bucks at the Chicago White Sox. Sure, it's a tougher ballpark, but he's facing a White Sox team that strikes out almost 24% of the time versus righties. He has very, very good strikeout stuff and a great ground ball stuff. There is a ton to like about Garrett Richards tonight. Big, big fan of Richards. Um, White Sox, you know, small sample in those four starts, but lefties 172, righties 272 versus Richards. So tons and tons to like there at 7900 bucks. If you want to go elsewhere, you look at guys like Sean Newcomb at 7800 versus the Mets. Um, he's always a boomer bust pitcher, but when he's on, he's low owned and big, and he's much, much better on the road than at home. Almost a, a point lower ERA, a run lower. He's 10.9 average points at home compared to 17.8 average on the road. And two starts versus the Mets, 11 and two thirds innings, only two earned runs, 15 strikeouts for 16.2 points. He's been very, very good. It's a different Mets lineup than normal, but this is the lineup he's faced most of the time. Um, when you look at Newcomb. I can find him here. God, good. Oh, the Mets strike out 24.2% of the time versus lefties to his 23-4. His biggest problem is always his walks, 12.4% walk rate. If he's not walking, guys, we are in business. When you look at the Atlanta Braves, or the New York Mets, 4-5-3 total. Lefties and righties can hit him. They have a little bit of power, definite options there. It's He doesn't just go perfect very often, but he's very, very good choice at 78 for the price point especially on the slate, coming off 18.4 against the Phillies. Faced the Mets two starts ago at home, five and a third, six hits, two earned eight Ks for 23.8 points, 15 or more points in three of his last four. So Newcomb at 78 is on my agenda. Then if you want to get interesting down below, you look at guys like Chad Cool at 6,500 versus Baltimore. Lefties are what get the cool. The Baltimore offense is almost primarily outside of Chris Davis. Right-handed, and I like Chris Davis. You give him thirty-two hundred bucks tonight, but uh, cool. You had a rough start at Cincinnati at seven point nine points, but then at St. Louis for nineteen three, home against the Cubs for thirty-two two at Chicago for fourteen, struggled against the Dodgers twenty-two three against St. Louis, a nine nine, then a nineteen nine, a twenty-eight two against Tigers and Cincy. So you know he does get hit once in a while. That's why he's sixty-five hundred bucks. But the upside is there against the Baltimore team that strikes out. Over 22% of the time, cool striking out about 21%. Walks almost 11%, which is not good. But still a very, very good spot for him. Orioles, team total is only 4.40. Lefties, 366. Righties, 306. No one would be surprised if cool got hit. But at the same time, very, very nice spot for him. Again, like yesterday, the Orioles lose their DH. And they're playing youngsters. They played Chad Cisco yesterday instead of Caleb Joseph. That's why you should not have used Kevin Gossman. I said it very, very clearly every time. If Joseph's not in there, do not use Kevin Gossman. It's been proven very, very effective. Um, so they use Cisco. You got, you know, another prospect in... Uh, Oh, it's blank in my mind now. We talk about him all the time in the outfield. It's like days or something. I'll get to him in the outfield. He's out there. Uh, they're, they're mixing and matching, getting some youth out there. So Cool's an option at 65. Blow up potential definitely there. But also very interesting as well. And then another guy in that same game, Gabriel Yanoa, who I really, really 
Massive contact guy, which is scary, but he does strike out a lot of right-handed bats. Like I believe it's a 22, 21 to 22% strikeout rate versus righties. His last two starts, 21 to 11.6. That was against Tampa and at the Yankees. So you're facing a, a Pittsburgh team with a lot of right-handed bats. They do have some lefties, Polanco, Frazier, Jaso. Any of those scare you yet? Frazier's probably the scariest of that bunch. So there's options there. You know as a super, super punt. I'd rather not go there. I'd rather stick with Hill, Tanner Rourke, Richards, Newcomb. Maybe just stop there. Maybe just stop at Hill, Rourke, and Richards if I have to. But if you want to go some punts, cool, and you know it are in play for you. So recapping my pitching, it's Hill up top for me. I don't mind Severino if you want to. Then I really like Tanner Rourke at 95. And then I really, really, really like Garrett Richards at 79. And then you can go Newcomb 2, Cool 3, Yanoa 4 if you need to. Uh, but try to avoid the punts if you don't have to. But on these slates, sometimes your options are limited. With that being said, let's look at the bats. And your catcher's position is led off by the one and only, as always, Gary Sanchez at 5K against Andres. It's a steep, steep tag. I understand it. GPP, sure. But if you're going to pay that much, just go to Salvi Perez at 4K versus Jordan Zimmerman. Salvi such a great season. 27 home runs for Salvi Perez. He's averaging 9.4 his last 10. He's double-digit in almost every other game. Facing uh, Zimmerman, team total of 517. Lefties 383, righties 373. So a lot to like there with Salvi. If you're going down, though, you look at guys like, um, uh, where do you go? Jason Castro at 35 or Salazar is interesting because you're going to get a lot of Cleveland bullpen. But I go to like Austin Barnes at 3500 bucks. At home against the lefty Garrett Richards. Uh, he hits lefties very, very well. His last two starts, he's homered in each of them. His last one was against a lefty. I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. But he got 20 points in that game, 14 the game before. Very good bat, good contact with power against left-handed pitching. So Barnes at 35, I like a lot um, uh, after Salvi for me. The farther down you go, you got the likes of... Uh, could go Alex Avila versus Waka. You want lefties against Waka. Um, Avila's 3,200. He's been really, really quiet for the most part. But lefties, 312. Righties, 323 versus Waka. Lefties seem to have a lot more power, though. So that's just something to keep in mind. Waka's been very, very hittable uh, this year. But if you want to go cheaper, I loved him yesterday. And he got you a whopping 19 DraftKings points. I'm talking Steven Vogt of the Milwaukee Brew Crew. Homer Bailey pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. So, and Woodruff's pitching for the Brewers. So this game is very, very stackable. Um, the overall total, I want to say, is 9.5, which I, I thought they'd reach double digits. But definitely in play. Milwaukee's team total is 5-1-0. Lefties, 3-57. Righties, 4-12. Stephen Vogt at 31. Very, very solid play for me. If you want to get down to the 3K range and save some cash, zero problems with Stephen Vogt. Farther down you go, he looks at the likes of like Roberto Perez of the Cleveland Indians, 2800 versus Alberto Mejia, the left-handed pitcher for the Twins. The Indians team totals five. Oh, we were still waiting on their team total, sorry. But lefties 356, righties 344 off Mejia. So Roberto Perez has been hitting it really well of late. He's kind of overtaken Jan Gomes in the spot there, especially offensively. Keep him in mind. Tucker Barnhart, 2800 bucks versus Woodruff. Definitely liking that one. The farther down you go, Sandy Leon went deep yesterday. He's 2,700 versus flyball pitcher and Marco Estrada. So he could be in play for you. 
After that, you're going to check lineups because you got guys like Kevin Ploiecki who went deep last night for New York. He's 2,600, if not Ploiecki. You can look at Travis DeArnaud. Uh, I think I passed him already. I did pass him. His price tag is... His price tag is 3500 Both Mets catchers against Newcomb, if you're not using Newcomb, could be in play. Uh, Darno's 3500 I'd probably go Barnes, but Darno could easily run into one off of Newcomb. If you want to save money, though, Ploiecki at 26 could be a very nice budget play for you. Other than that, you got, again, Martin Maldonado's catching 2200 bucks. Um, we've been using him quite a bit of late, been productive. Got Ronaldo Lopez, lefties hit him much better at 353, but righty's still 274. Uh, Maldonado's been getting it done for us. I believe he has double digits at 10 points last night, night before, got us five, and then seven in the game before. He's been 22, 22, 23. So he's been productive, and he's it's nice to have a guy down there that we know has power. That's always a big plus. A lot of your punt catchers are like, oh, can I get a hopefully like an RBI single out of you? But with Maldonado, you know there's definitely pop involved when he comes to the plate. First base, Joey Votto at 5,300 versus Brandon Woodruff is outstanding. Absolutely love that one. The Cincinnati Reds, uh, lefties 348, righties 228 off Woodruff. Votto at 53, if not. Big man went deep yesterday. Edwin Encarnacion, 26 more points yesterday. Averaging 12 to his last 10. He is straight fire. I've been using him like crazy. My top option today, going up against the lefty Mejia. We know how Edwin loves his lefties. Here's his game logs of late. 26, 16, 0, 14, 7, 12, 18, 16, 6 and a 7. And he had a couple double digits after that 7. He's been crazy. 5,100. Love Edwin. Votto and, Ed, and Edwin are great plays today. First base is loaded as always. You can justify Freeman versus Gaselman. Gaselman's bad. Preferably we wish this was in Atlanta instead of City Field. Still a good play. Rizzo against Walkout 49. Not bad. I'm still going Edwin and Votto if I can. Not saying these guys won't be productive because they're great ball players. If you want to go elsewhere, uh, Carlos Santana switch hitting at 47 against Mejia is not bad. But uh, Eric Hosmer the Royals are going to get overlooked like they always do. Hosmer, 4,600 versus Jordan Zimmerman. I already mentioned Zimmerman versus Salvi Perez. You're going to get a trend here. The Royals are very sneaky with that nice total. Again, lefties 383, righties 373 off Zimmerman. Zimmerman's been a pain in the butt because once in a while he throws these gems together. But more often than not, very, very hittable, especially against teams that have seen him multiple times like the Royals. So Hosmer at 46, very, very nice. In that matchup, you can look at um, you got the Nats, the 479 total against Leiter Jr., lefties 336, righties 312. Ryan Zimmerman's been swinging a very decent bat. He'll be overlooked at 4,600 versus Leiter. Mark, uh, Matt Carpenter always overlooked, 4,400 bucks went deep yesterday, been swinging it pretty well of late. Going up against um, John Lackey, who lefties hit 359, righties 304. So Carpenter will be a very low owned $4,400 player. And in play as the cards continue to hit the ball well, fighting for their postseason life, which is pretty much on life support. After that, we still have expensive options, but you go down to like, you know, Eric Thames, 4K against Homer Bailey's first base outfit eligible. He let off yesterday. I told you he wasn't a bad play, especially towards the top of the order. He let off the game with a ground rule double. Might have been all he did. No, he had 12 points for yesterday, two hits um, and a walk. So Thames a 4K. Very good value there if you're going down. Justin Smoke, 3,900. 
against the likes of who is pitching for them? Rick Porcello, who's very hittable. Lefty's three fifty three, righty's three thirty four. So getting a guy like Smoke at thirty nine hundred uh, every day, we say there's a team that's priced wrong. It was the Mariners on Monday. It was the Tigers yesterday. Tigers are still pretty low today. But uh, the Jays are down against Rick Porcello. This is an interesting one for me. So Smoke at 39, not bad at all. Adam Lind versus Leiter Jr. at 39 has some very good upside. Josh Bell versus Yadoa at 37. He is one of the lefties to be worried about in that lineup. Good power there. Uh, Greg Bird, 3,500 versus Andres. Bird is uh, swinging a decent bat. 10.6 his last 10, 18 points. In his last game, 18, 9, 18, 19, his last four. One would say he's streaking. When you're looking at the New York Yankees, 5-2-3 total versus Andres. Lefty's 272, righty's 386. Bird's still in play for me there at 3,500. If you need to save some more, you know, you got guys like Lomo at 32 versus uh, Severino if you want to fade Severino, but I'd rather pay 32 on Chris Davis against Chad Kula at 32. Davis also swinging a good bat, went deep yesterday. He's back to averaging 7.7 his last 10. His game locks 14, 16, 5, 19. So he's starting to hopefully get hot again at 3,200 bucks. So you got some nice cheap options down here. If you so choose, Kendris Morales, 3K. He went deep yesterday. He's an option, very, very cheap as well. Louis Valbuena, always in play for me as punts. He's 2700 in his matchup as well. So definitely some cheap options, but then up top, you got the Beast and Botto, Edwin, and company. Lots to like, as always, at the first base position. Moving to second base, you got Jose Ramirez at 55. Yes, Dozier at 51. Big home run last night. He's hitting righties really, really well, so don't just lefty only him. I said that yesterday. It worked. Dozier at 51 is in play. A guy like Whit Merrifield, it's expensive. I don't like paying 46 for Whit. But if you're stacking, he's a, definitely a part of it because he's going to score runs and has that occasional power and steals like crazy. So if you're stacking, you go Whit. He's not a one-off. He's a stack. Uh, but Scooter Jeanette could be a one-off, preferably a stack with Votto, at least a two-man. But Scooter at 43, I do like versus Woodruff. And then Neil Walker at 4K versus uh, Bailey, very much in play as well. Both good options there. A few guys will pass up that aren't horrible, but not guys I'm looking at. But you guys are like Ozzy Albies at 3,700 versus Gesellman. I do like that quite a bit. Albies is awesome and just keeps raking it. Chris Taylor at 37, not bad versus the lefty Richard. But I'd probably rather go Albies if I could. Or I'd go down to Yohan Mankata at 3,600. I'm not going to like go out of my way to target Garrett Richards. But if I need one-offs, a guy like Mankata's power-speed combo at 36 is in play for me today. Adam Fraser at 3,600 versus Yanoa. I like a lot. Second base outfield. Fraser's averaging over nine points a game his last 10. Power, speed combo with him. Good options there with Fraser. Then you scroll down. I believe Pedroia's got some good history versus Estrada at 35. We'll check that out later with something to keep in mind. Cesar Hernandez, 34 versus Rourke if you're going to fade that direction. Ryan Goings is up to 3,200 versus Porcello. I love him. I hate the price tag. We've been getting him below 3K forever. He's averaging 7.6 his last 10. A guy to keep an eye on tonight, second base outfield eligible, is Ben Zobris at 3,200. He's only averaging 6.1 his last 10, but his last three, 14, 10, and 19. Maybe he's heating up in this pennant race. We know how well he played in the last postseason. Maybe he's getting the juices flowing. He's 3,200, so a nice, cheap second base or outfield option for you. Johnny VR cracks the Brew Crew lineup at 32. Another nice, cheapy for you. 
Yeah, is Drupal Cabrera at twenty nine hundred versus uh, Newcomb? I don't hate that as some value. I'm not sure exactly. I know he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's still swinging a decent bat. So I'm not sure why he's dropped off so fast in the price range. Upside still definitely there with him. Then other than that, you just got to kind of scroll around and see what you like uh, when the lineups come out because nothing like I told you, Villanueva for San Diego. He's gonna play again at twenty four hundred. Right handed bat, second base, third base went deep yesterday. I'm not running to attack Rich Hill, but for value, he's definitely there if you're not using a Rich Hill lineup. Third base, again, Jose Ramirez at 55. I love, love, love Chris Bryant at 5K. Continues to crush it. Average at 12.1 his last 10, 7 points yesterday. 24, 14, 5, 13, 24. Um, absolutely smoking right now. So Bryant at 5K. And then Travis Shaw at 5K against Homer Bailey. Both outstanding play. Shot averaging 8.8 his last 10. Big power upside. I could see uh, the mayor of Ding Dong City going deep off Homer Bailey today. Freeman is there again. He's first base, third base. I don't know how he's still third base in DraftKings world, but we take it at 5K. Rendon at 49. Moustakis at 45 versus Zimmerman. We do like that a lot. Another Royal to keep an eye on. Eugenio Suarez at 43 is not bad, but Justin Turner, if he cracks the lineup, 4,100. Versus Clayton Richard. Tons and tons of power versus lefties. So keep him in play. But my guy, if you're not paying up, and it's not even the fact he double-donged yesterday. I was actually drooling over him on the Around the Bases episode 31 recording last night when he hit his second one. I was already professing my love for what he's done this year. Josh Donaldson is $3,900 for Porcello. Mention how lefties and righties are hitting Donaldson. He's averaging... 10.7 his last 10. He, um, was that, I got that wrong. He's averaging 15.1 his last 10. He had 31 yesterday, 28 the game before, um, and then a couple duds, and then a 32 of 43. When he goes off, he goes off. And he's 3,900 bucks for his Porcello. I will have some of him. I don't hate Devers at 39. I don't hate Jose Reyes at 39. Both very solid options in those matchups as well. But that price tag is just too low for Donaldson. Uh, Castellanos, 3,500 versus Hamill. Definitely in play for me. I know he didn't do much last night, but the way he's swinging the bat. Baseball's a funny game. Three for ten. You're a Hall of Famer, so you're not going to get hits every night. It's just something you have to live with when you play MLB DFS. It's not every day. You just keep going back to the wheel. Uh, Crawford for Philadelphia at 2,800 versus Rourke is a nice value. And then Louis Valbuena at 27. We like those for some third base value if you need to go there. Again, Villanueva. For the Padres is twenty four hundred. Shortstop, usual suspects. Lindor fifty four. Again, I'll say it again. Better versus lefties and righties. Kid's been a freak. Uh, we talked about him a ton last night. Did our second half All Stars, and he was a unanimous All Star shortstop. He's the man at fifty four. Uh, Polanco at forty seven versus Salazar. Not a bad play at all. Will be overlooked in that matchup. A lot of there's people that don't pay attention. I was shocked yesterday. The timeline feeds some rather big names and just some rather guys in period. Had no idea about like the Caleb Joseph Gossman thing. I guess that's why you listen to podcasts like this. But I thought that was pretty well known. A lot of people had no idea. They were just saying Gossman was being garbage again. It's not that. It's his stupid coach, Buck Showalter. So another guy to keep in mind here is uh, is you know these these twins versus Salazar. They're going to see Salazar. And they're like, oh no, we can't play twins. Well, he's only going a few innings. He might get five if he's lucky. 
If he gets farther than that, he's having a hell of a start, and you're screwed to begin with. But he's probably going three or four, and you got bullpen in play, and they're going to mix and match guys because they've clinched what they're doing. They've already clinched their home field. They're still playing, I think, for home field overall, but Minnesota's in play at 47. Uh, Bogarts, Gregorius at 45, not bad at all, versus Andres. Uh, Zach Kozar, absolutely love that $4,100 price tag. I know lefties are better than righties versus Woodruff, but Kozar's just hitting everybody when deep again yesterday. Averaging 10.1 his last 10, 16, 8, 2, 13, 3, 24, 7, 28. Big stuff from Kozart. Like him at 41 if you don't want to pay up. The shortstop position does suck, though. Just FYI. Building these lineups last night, it was rough at times. You know, Paul DeYoung's not bad. Lackey's okay versus righties. Jose Reyes not bad at 39. Don't hate it. Uh, other than that, man, it gets bleak. Bleak. Like, if you look at guys like Eric Sobar at 35, I'd rather not. Yoan Camargo at 33 versus Kasselman. Don't hate that. Third base shortstop eligible. You got Freddie Galvis at 33. Ryan Goings at 32. Um, Urena at 3K for the Blue Jays. Uh, Azrubal Cabrera at 29. These are the kind of low price guys you're looking at. You could look at an Ahmed Rosario coming from the right side versus Newcomb at 28. That does bring some power value to you. At eight points last night, averaging 6.2 his last 10. So Rosario at 28 could be a nice value play. J.P. Crawford at 28 as well for the Phillies. Probably go Rosario. He's a better matchup against Newcomb than Rourke. Crawford has the better ballpark, of course. There's something to keep in mind there. A guy like Orlando Arcia, 2,700 versus Homer Bailey. Arcia, 18 points last night. We went three for four. I mentioned him as a value play. Last three games, 18-0-14. So he's kind of that boomer bust guy. So keep an eye on Arcia at uh, 27. Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty at 27. He could be a value play as well. I mentioned the other day when they faced the lefty, he's been pretty darn bad, even against lefties lately. But he does have the upside that everybody runs to in that situation. So if you want to be like the flock, go fly. Let's head to the outfield, wrap her up on this edition of Quick Hits. You got Aaron Judge, 57 versus Andres. That's in play. Mike Trout at 55 is always in play. Bryce Harper came back yesterday. He's battling the flu. Looked like shit. Uh, 0 for 2 with a walk, 2 points. He just didn't even like, look pale. I don't know why they rushed him out there. I just, I don't know. Keep an eye on him. Upton 51. Uh, Trout's homer in back-to-back games. Remember, always use Mike Trout whenever you can. That's just goals for life. Upton. Domingo Santana, sneaky versus Bailey. Sneaky at 4,900. Always overlooked. Homer again yesterday. Five homers in his last 10. Averaging 13.1 his last 10. In the middle of that order. Very sneaky play tonight. Like that a lot. Because everyone's going to target the lefties. Rightfully so. I get it. But righty still hit 412 off Bailey. Lefty's 357. Righty's 412. So look at that one. Uh, Santana at 49. Eddie Rosario. Loved him yesterday. I love him every day. He's 4,800. He, he only had one yesterday. Four homers his last 10. 31 points last night. 11.4 his last 10. Back-to-back double-digit games against Salazar and the bullpen. You got to like yourself some Rosario. And when you're looking at Salazar to begin with, lefty's hit 351. Righty's 295. So lefties aren't a bad play against them anyways. So Rosario at 48. Tommy Pham, big fly ball home run yesterday at 48. Uh, Buxton. Benintendi at 46 versus Estrada. Don't mind that. Again, Estrada, big fly ball guy to the tune of... Let me get you a a number here. He has a 22.3% K rate and a 30% ground ball rate, giving you a little less than 50% fly ball rate. So that's not good. 5-1-3 total for the Red Sox. Lefties 299, righties 354. Benintendi's in play for me at 46. Ryan Braun at 46, another sneaky 
play against Bailey. He's got he's seen Bailey a ton in his career, averaging over ten points his last ten. So keep him in mind. When you slide down, you can look at guys like Schwarber if you like. But I like Starling Marte. I've been mentioning him a lot. Consistently productive. Averaging 11.8 his last 10. Listen to this game log. If you want consistency, this is amazing. He's 4400 bucks. Good matchup versus Yanoa. Here's his game log. 14, 21, 16, 12, 10, 16, 13. What is that? Six straight double digits. Then you had a zero, a 16. That's pretty darn impressive. Darn impressive. So that's a great cash game play and a GPP play with Marte at 4,400. Dexter Fowler at 42, not too shabby versus Lackey. Nice lefty power. He was on fire, pricing up way too high. He's back down to 42. Very playable with uh, Dexter Fowler. Don't hate him at all. Sneaky play could be Jacoby Ellsbury versus Andres. He's actually swung an okay bat of late. Uh, He'll be very, very low owned and under the radar, averaging eight points his last 10. Could be a nice piece of that action versus Andres when everybody goes Judge, Gary Sanchez, that kind of stuff. You could get him cheap, even though righties hit him better than lefties, so keep that in mind. I do like Thames at 4K. I already mentioned that one. I love that game. Love that game. Uh, Shebler at 39 versus Woodruff is very, very nice as well. I mentioned Adam Lynn at 39 earlier. Melky Cabrera at 38 versus Zimmerman. Not bad at all. You look at Billy Hamilton, love him at 38. He's been very productive. Another triple last night, 10 points last night, 9.6 his last 10. Since coming back from the DL, his last three games off the DL, 8, 14, and 10. Mentioned him yesterday. He's been very, very productive. Max Kepler, big uh, double run scored late, 3,700 versus Salazar. And Cole Calhoun at 37 versus Ronaldo Lopez, both in play. Mr. Double Dong last night, first career Grand Slam, 52 DraftKings points last night. Andrew McCutcheon, he's 37 tonight. Extreme value. Extreme value versus Yanoa. Could easily put up a zero. It might be chalkier and chalky at that price tag, but it's a very nice price tag and hard to ignore. Ad Nuval, $3,700 GPP power upside. Edwin Encarnacion and Marquecas, both 37 versus Gaselman's very, very nice. Enciarte, last night, got his 200th hit of the season. That is wild. In Ciarte, 200 base knocks. Good for him. Uh, good ball player. So, in Ciarte and Marquecas, both in play at that price tag. Very solid tag there. A guy like Yasiel Puig at 3,700 versus the lefty in uh, Richards. Love that at 3,700. Good price tag there. So, as you can see, there are some savings in the outfield. I love getting my Trouts in company. There's, who doesn't? But there's definite savings down here. I mentioned Adam Fraser at 36. Winker went deep for Cincinnati last night. He's not my ideal play, but if he's in a good spot in the order, at 36, you play him. If you're fading Rourke, Odebel Herrera at 36, some power upside in that ballpark. Castellanos, 35. You slide down a little more here. Nick Williams at 35 versus Rourke if you're fading. Kevin Kiermaier, 34 versus Severino. Not horrible. Aaron Hicks is back for the Yankees. Let off last night. Uh, got you 13 DraftKings points, three walks, a stolen base, a ribby. 13 points, didn't even get a hit. That's how Aaron Hicks rolls. Pretty good season he's had. He's always hurt. He's back. He's 3,300. He's leading off. It's a great, great value play in that matchup. Uh, another guy I like to mention daily because he's always priced cheap. He's 3,200. Got six points last night. Robbie Grossman of the Minnesota Twins. Usually bets the bottom of the order. Makes for a great wraparound stack when you're using the likes of Dozier and others up top. Very nice wraparound stack. You can even put a, 
if cash flow is bad, Nate, you really make it interesting. That's how you differentiate things. We talk about it all the time on here. Differentiate to be different from the clear chalk. Hunter Renfro, 3,100 versus Rich Hill if you're going to uh, be a little different there in a GPP. Don't hate on that. Then you get below the 3K, and it always gets very, very interesting. It's a couple names that stand out when you scroll through here. Gregory Polanco at 28 versus Yanoa. I don't, I'm not a huge Polanco guy, but it is value if you're stacking, stacking only. But Teoscar Hernandez, I talk about him every single day. He doubled on last night, 32 points, averaging 10.7 his last 10, five homers his last 10. Here's his game logs, and I've used him every day. 32, 13, 18, 14, 19, 0, 11. That's pretty darn outstanding for a leadoff hitter in the Blue Jays lineup at 2,700. Good matchup again with Porcello. Donaldson usually hits, hits second. You can go Hernandez-Donaldson for 27 and 3,900. Still have a lot of money left. So like that a lot if you want to save some cash. Uh, Austin Hayes was the Baltimore youngster I was thinking of at 2,600. He's not bad, but uh, just a, another reason to think Cruel is not in a horrible spot if he starts. Lane Adams at 2,400 versus for the, I mean for against Newcomb. Uh, no, he's a he's, he's a part of the Braves. I mean, he, against Gaselman, twenty four hundred, not a bad uh, punt option there if you need him. Jabari Blash, twenty three hundred, nice power punt if you need it. Victor Robles, twenty two hundred, is always in play if he's in the lineup. That price tag is too cheap for that talent. I will mention him every single day. He doesn't make the lineup enough. He was a defensive replacement last night, unfortunately, but whenever he cracks it, he is in play. So there's your bats. Recap the pitching on your early slate. Verlander, Samarja, Graveman, maybe Gray if you need them. On your main slate, you got Rich Hill, number one, Severino, number two in the five-digit range. Tanner Rourke's by himself in the eight and the nines. Like him a lot. Garrett Richards, love him at 7,900. Then you look at Newcomb, Cool, and maybe Yanoa if you need it. Let's look at your BVP and get on out of here. Uh, we got the likes of Napoli. He's uh, taken Verlander deep three times, Katrinos once, uh, Gallo once, Beltre once, Chu twice. They're hitting 233 as a team. Andrus is 12 for 39 with two doubles. The only guy hitting over 300 with a good sample. Carlos Correa, five for nine with a double, two homers. Josh Reddick, Marvin Gonzalez, George Springer, Evan Gaddis, Brian McCann, Jose Altuve, Carlos Beltran, all taken. Nick Martinez deep. Reddick's eight for 18 with two doubles, a triple, and a homer. Marvin Gonzalez, 5 for 14, 3 doubles and a homer. And Gardenzales is hot right now. Let's keep that in mind. Arenado, 4 for 6, 2 to, or two for 4, sorry. 2 homers off Conley. Desmond's taking him deep as well. Small samples there. Giancarlo, 4 for 8, 2 homers off Gray. Ozuna, 3 for 4. Yellick, 3 for 9, 2 doubles and a homer. Dietrich, 4 for 7. Small samples. Fagley, a homer. Kana, 2 homers off Ramirez for the A's. Small samples. Nelson Cruz, 12 for 19 off Graven with two doubles and a homer. That's pretty good. 632. Gamble, 4 for 6. Cano, 6 for 19. Three doubles and a homer. Jake Lamb for 6 for 16. Two doubles, a triple, and a homer off of Samarja. Herman, 6 for 16. Two doubles and a triple. Ionetta and Goldie have taken him deep as well. So that's J.D. Martinez and Peralta. Hunter Pence, 1 for 1. Nothing really against Braden Shipley. Tommy Pham, one from the homer off Lackey. Fowler, four for 13 with a double and a homer. Not too much there. Wilson Contreras, two for five, two homers off Waka. Schwarber's taking him deep. Hap's taking him deep twice. Anthony Rizzo hitting 472, 17 for 36, a double and three homers off Waka. 
Again, Rizzo's 4,900. Chris Bryant, who we liked a lot, 8 for 25, two doubles, two triples, and a homer off of Waka. Aaron Judge, 5 for 9, a double, two homers off Andres. Tyler Austin's taking him deep. Aaron Hicks, 3 for 7, two homers. We liked him at 3,300. Gary Sanchez, 3 for 7 with a homer. Chase Headley, 5 for 14, a double, two homers. Starling Castro's taking him deep as well. They've had some good success for Matt Andres, one would say. Yankees, very, very much in play. Uh, Borjos, Dickerson, and Longoria all taking Severino deep. Odubel Herrera hitting 423 off Tanner Rourke, 11 for 26, four doubles. Alfaro, Joseph, and Galvis have all taken him deep. As we scroll, Rajay Davis, three for eight, a double, triple, and a homer off Marco Estrada. Uh, not much else. Rafi Lopez, three for five, two homers off Porcello. Jose Batista, 17 for 48, five home runs off Porcello. He's been so cold, but he's smoking him. Justin Smoke, speaking of smoking him, three homers off Porcello. Donaldson's taking him deep once. Morales twice. Russell Martin, Miggy Montero each once. Max Kepler, four for 10 with a double and two homers off Salazar. Byron Buxton's taking him deep. Brian Dozier hit 375, 12 for 36, six doubles and two home runs. Eight of his 12 hits are extra bases off of Salazar. Told you he's a good play. Mauer, 9 for 24, four doubles and a homer. Eddie Rosario's 3 for 12 with a double and a homer as well. Lots to like there. They will be low-owned. Matt Kemp, 6 for 12, three doubles and a homer. Likely not playing tonight. Freddie Freeman, 5 for 13, two doubles. And Ciarte's taking him deep in Gesselman. Ryan Braun hitting 364 off Bailey, 16 for 44, four doubles, four homers. Not a bad play. Not bad at all. Manny Pena's gone deep twice off of him. Uh, Neil Walker taking him deep three times. Johnny VR once against Homer Bailey. Ian Kinsler, six for 15, two doubles off Jason Hamill. Miggy Cabrera, seven for 20. Austin Barnes, 7 for 12, two doubles and a homer off Clayton Richards, 583. Bellinger, 5 for 10 with a homer. Justin Turner, 8 for 17 with a double and a homer. Forsyth, 5 for 9. Adrian Gonzalez, 11 for 20. Puig, 5 for 16, two doubles and a homer. Manny Margot, 3 for 6, a double and a homer off Rich Hill. Renfro's taking him deep as well. There is your BVP. DFS Quick Hits in the books. Check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. You got around the bases with Bubba and Mo, episode 31. Lots of good stuff. We talked the Estrada new contract. We talked playoff storylines coming up starting next week. We talked uh, the mess in the Braves organization. There's a lot going on there that a lot of people don't even talk about. The Marlins and Derek Jeter's goofiness. Aaron Judge breaking the rookie record. Interviewed Nick Picaro of AZ Central, Arizona Diamonds beat writer. About 25 minutes talking D-backs, season, playoff, future, all kinds of good stuff there. Plus second half All-Stars, Playoff bullpens, much, much more on Around the Bases, episode 31. Check that out. Doc Drop, the Saturday Edge, College Football Week 5 podcast last night. Give that a listen. Much more coming up this week with tons of football stuff. Tons of got NASCAR, golf, got the President's Cup, ton going on. But check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check me out on Twitter, at Mediatric. I will help you with what you need. And also, NBA stuff starting to come out. If you saw the retweets on the SD handle, the Mitch is ready to do some stuff. I woke up this morning, Eastern Conference preview, off-season review in my inbox. we got Western Conference coming out later, some DFS stuff, 
lots to go down. NBA is just around the corner. Plus, huge college basketball scandal. Might have a little something for you there. We'll check that out. But check us out, thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. Again, on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Good luck with your four-game early, 11-game slate. Hit me up with your questions. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.